You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me is Mark Berkshire with uh, Meadow Run Community Church in Ohio Powell. And we're going to have, we were just talking about how this is going to be an interesting conversation uh, just because of so many things that we are seeing. Um, we're living in a time where prophecy is being fulfilled as we speak. Uh, so we thought it would be a great conversation to have about prophecy, but also about the rapture. Uh, and we've had that discussion multiple times before, but it seems like we still need to have it. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let Mark take the lead on this, and I'm just going to jump in from time to time um, on this conversation. So take it away. Okay. I guess what I need to, what we need to start with is the end times, this time that we're living in, this perilous times as, as the Bible describes it, is not for the believer to be afraid. It's not a time for us to be afraid of what's happening. Um, God knew this was going to happen. I did not, all of the, what's going on in the world is, economy the wars everything else god i knew about and god god had already prepared for um so this doesn't catch him off guard and it should be a time for us to be looking to jesus looking looking up for his return um i saw something on facebook the other day that said i'm no longer looking for signs, I'm listening for the trumpet. And I thought that was pretty good um, because there are a lot of signs. We are living in a very exciting time as a Christian. Um, I don't think there's ever been a generation before that could honestly say that they're seeing things fulfilled, prophecies fulfilled the way we are in 2022 um it, it's just a, a time that we should be excited about a time that we should be rejoicing about and a time that we should be going out and sharing about letting others know hey this is coming and it's coming soon and um you know we need to we need to be ready are you ready and be ready to answer the questions they have now, let me, I'm going to ask a quick question because I know I've heard, I've had people say this to me when I've, I've posted stuff, especially when we were coming out of the pandemic. And then when the war with Russia and the Ukraine started, you know, I would post, hey, this, this, this is the stuff that, you know, the Bible talks about coming to fulfillment. And then I'd get responses from people, well, haven't you Christians been saying this for like thousands of years that, you know, you're in the last days and you're in the end times and yada, yada, yada. So how would you respond to that, to people who are like, yeah, you guys will be saying this for another thousand years? Yeah. I respond very sarcastically usually about that. 
because I usually respond, yeah, we have been saying this for almost 2,000 years because Jesus taught us, taught his disciples to be ready at any time. It's not that if he comes back, but when he will come back. It is an in, in uh, it is something that is is going to happen no matter what. He promises that he's going to come back. That's why he told his disciples, "Hey, I'm leaving for a while." In John 14, I'm going to prepare a place for you. But don't lose heart because I'm going to come back and I'm going to take you where I am. He told us to watch and occupy until he comes notice i didn't say wait i said occupy that means we are to be doing his business while we are waiting for his return we're not supposed to be sitting on our laurels doing nothing we are supposed to be witnessing we are supposed to be building the kingdom we are supposed to be out there helping one another loving one another praying for one another treating one another with kindness and love until he comes and that has been the message from the day he ascended to heaven until now. It hasn't changed. I, I will add this uh, because I know when people say that to me and I'll respond to them, well, you're right. It's been 2000 years because that's when the last days started. The last days exactly. didn't suddenly start now. And next chapter two, uh, Peter says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. And he tells them that this that you are seeing now is the fulfillment of that. And that's a quote he's quoting from Joel chapter two. So according to the Bible, uh, the last day started uh, when the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples in Acts chapter two. So we've been in the last days for 2000 years. Exactly. So when people say, yeah, you've been talking about that for 2000 years. Yeah. Cause we've been in the last days for 2000 years, yeah. but uh, talk a little bit about this distinction. Um, last days we've been in that since 2000 years, but now we're more into the end times. Yeah. The, the last days refers to, to, last days of the church age we are considered to be in the church age now in times refers to the end of the end of time the end of what we consider time um remember god doesn't go by time it goes by his his timing his eternity um so when we when we die or when we are raptured either way whichever way we go Time stops. We don't look at time anymore. There's no such thing as a clock on the wall. There's no such thing as looking at minutes and seconds and hours. We are with God, and God is the creator of time. God is the creator of all. So we are living in that time. We are living, I believe, in the last of the last days or the end times um, of, our, as, of the world as we know it. Okay, so from an end times perspective, because uh, I've also heard people saying that, and we, we've talked about this here on the podcast, we've talked about it over lunch, because it's just mind boggling, all the people that say, yes, we're in the book of Revelation now, because they equate, oh, we're in the end times, that means 
we're in the book of revelation and they put a pinpoint on which bowl judgment we're at or or or, or yeah. where we are in the book of revelation so uh because we're in the end times does that mean we're in the book of revelation and if we are we're in the book of revelation are we question um i think we're in the book of revelation i think we're in probably we haven't seen any of the seals being opened we haven't seen any of the trumpets we're not going to we're not going to so we are in that time frame where um where we need is, is preparation time is where we're at revelations one through three is more of a preparation time it's more of a time for us to say it's it's jesus's message to us saying hey i'm coming i'm coming soon get ready and this is what you need to do to get ready he's taking a lot from um the old testament and, and and again this isn't anything new it's been taught down through generations um jesus will come he will come and he will come in a twinkling of an eye we will be changed in a twinkling of an eye and um we will get our glorified bodies when he comes so we're at that point where you know jesus writes the letters to the churches and he says get ready here's why you're not ready get ready here's why you're not ready you're doing okay we're we're in that phase of where we the church should be responding to those to that call to get ready to do right to to put this in order so to speak um that's what i believe yes yeah so i, I mean i do too I, we like you said we have not seen and we will not see um, right. if we're christians and this is, this is what we believe we will not see uh at least not from a earthly perspective uh, maybe from a heavenly perspective, but we will not see all of the judgments, bold judgments, uh, all that kind of stuff. But um, what about, and this is where we're going to get into the, you know, might lose some followers over this, but we only have what, 10, 12 now? Yeah. Um, the people who say that, yo, yeah, the church has to go through, you know, the tribulation, the outpouring of God's wrath. I know we've had this discussion before, but we apparently still need to have it because there's a lot of people who would say that you and I are heretics leading people to hell for telling them that they won't have to go through the tribulation. So how do you, how, how do you, how do you, how do you, I mean, what, what do you say to those people? And it, I told you before, right before we started, it boggles my mind because I can listen to them and say, okay, that's what you believe. That's okay. Let's go have coffee. They can listen to me and say, oh, that's what you believe? You're a heretic and you're leading people to hell. I, I'm done with you. Yeah. I'm not understanding yeah. the, the, the disconnect there. Right. I, and, and, and I don't understand the disconnect either. Um, it, it is, there's, there's probably more people in the camp of um, either a mid-tribulation mid rapture or a post-tribulation rapture than there are in the pre-tribulation rapture, which where we stand is that we will not be, the church will not be going through the tribulation. Um, and 
I asked, I asked some people just recently, where do you get that idea from? And they said, because it's not, pre-tribulation is not taught in the Bible. There's nothing about pre-tribulation in the Bible. It's all man-made. And it's, man, it's made by a guy by the name of Darby in the 1800s. He was the first one who came out with the idea of the pre-tribulation, which is not true. Uh, if you go back to the first and second sen uh, centuries, they were teaching about pre-tribulation times then. Um, they, they were talking, uh, Augustine and some of the other great teachers of the day were talking about the, the imminent return of Christ, um, meaning that it was going to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen. And so, and, and that God was going to rescue us. I don't like using the word escape. I like using the word rescue us from his wrath by calling us home. Because we use the word escape, and this is something I just went over with someone. If you use the word escape, that almost has something to do with us having something to do with it. Us being, you know, having a way to help us escape rescuing god is literally rescuing us as if we were drowning in the sea and he comes down to lift us up and pull us up out of that sea of despair uh, so um forgot your question <laughs> <laughs> that's okay because i i can't remember either but let, uh, let's talk about this because I know some of the people were talking about, and one of the things they think, like when the pandemic came out, and you know there was all the talk of the metal in the, in the in the shots for the what's it called the uh, the vaccine. People were like, "That's the mark of the beast," or whatever. And um, again, I blame the pulpit because people yeah. aren't correctly teaching the Bible. Uh, <clears throat> but what kind of things should people be looking for? Because uh, we were just talking about, like, uh, you know, North Korea just shot a missile over Japan. Uh, Russia's uh, kind of, it looks like they're arming for nuclear war or nuclear response, probably because they're they're losing the war that they initiated with the Ukraine. So they're looking for uh, something there. So what kind of, what should people be, I mean, does that point to signs of, of, or, or prophecies being fulfilled, or what should people make of that type of stuff? Well, remember, there's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled. Next thing that's going to happen is the rapture of the church. Okay, now oh. say, wait, wait, say that again for all the people who aren't paying attention, uh, and 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 for forgive us, but for all those people whose pastors haven't correctly taught them the word of God, say it again. All of the prophecies have been fulfilled for the church ready all that's left is for the church to be raptured up that's the next event in the, the timeline is for the church to be be caught up in in the sky um and and again remember the rapture and the second coming are two separate events they're not one in the same they're not they're not a one part two part they okay, are two hold on. separate events. Say that again for the people whose pastors don't teach them 
correctly as well. Make sure I want to make sure that people understand this because for some reason, people, like you just said, they have those two things mixed together in their head and they're not. They're two totally separate things. Right. They're two totally separate things. Rapture is us going up, meet Jesus in the sky. Um, he will come and we will see him, but he will be in the sky. We will go up and meet him in the sky, the Bible tells us in First Thessalonians. And then the second coming is when we come back with Christ to the earth to reign for a thousand years, a millennial uh, time, the literal thousand years here on earth. We will reign with Christ and be his servants here on earth. Um, that's the second coming. So they're two separate events. It's not part one and part two. It's two separate events. The first event, rapture happens before tribulation, in my mind. And then the, the second coming happens at the end, immediately at the end of the seven-year tribulation. And and the the, the second coming, uh, there's, and this, this is part of the problem with pastors not teaching the Old Testament. Right. They try to glean things from the New Testament without understanding the found foundational principles set forth in the Old Testament. And, and the Old Testament makes it pretty clear that when Christ returns, he's going to return one in bodily form. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to return. And now I forget the name of the mountain that will be split. Mount Zion. Yeah, Mount Zion when he returns to it. And it will be a mist in the midst of, you know, Armageddon, a great war um and if if people want to read more in detail read the book of zechariah which gives so much information about the the physical return of christ the events surrounding his return uh, the war that will be going on it's one of the reasons you know he returns um and and just so much detail that it's hard to miss yeah. And understand what that event will look like. I mean, it makes it crystal clear. Right. And again, and, and again, that is separate from the rapture. That is not the rapture. That is that is the second coming. <clears throat> and I think that's where a lot of people do get confused, is because they say we're looking for Christ to come back. We are. We are looking for him to come back, not to all the way back he is going to meet us in the sky um and and that's where we get confused as we don't understand we've got to go up we are going to be caught up that's what oh that's the the word the greek word that paul uses in in first thessalonians is for us to be caught up with him um the latin word is to be raptured with him it's it's be caught up the same you know the idea so, and the way the way i try to explain to people is imagine that you're at an event that has gone bad, you know, concert, whatever, things have gotten out of control, maybe there's a fire, whatever, uh, stuff's not working, and you're waiting for the police to show up. And you're waiting inside, waiting for the police to come in and kind of calm everything down. Instead, uh, what happens is first, a police van shows up outside and carts a bunch of people away to safety. That doesn't mean the police have shown up. Right. But the next time when they come back, 
they come back in full force with equipment and everything needed to make everything, you know, right. Those are two different, totally different things. One is they came by and picked people up and took them to safety. Another one is they came back and they came in and entered in to, you know, put everything right. So those, that, that's the way it is like one is Jesus coming back just to pick up his people. Um, and again, the Bible is pretty clear on it and, and remove his people. Yeah. And then the second is he comes back uh, and it's, it's going to be like an undeniable, undeniable, is that the right word? Event. Yeah. When he shows up visible to all people. Because there's some people in the scenario I just gave, some people will look and say, I, I know some people are missing, but I didn't see the cops come in. So where'd they go? Yeah. Right like oh they got they got taken away i didn't see that happen second time you're going to see them come flooding in and and put a stop to everything so i i mean i don't know any other way to to try to explain it to make it crystal clear to people that that's what's going to happen right right and that's a very good good way to put it so um but i think that's i think it's important for us to understand that before we can even go forward is that it is two separate events. It's not one event or you know half of an event at a time. So. Well, and I think uh, uh, to your point, I think that the most important thing that people get is, because yeah, it can still be a little daunting to think about you know all of these end time events happening. Uh, but we have, our job here is not to and this is where I think Christians get it. They're like, we've got to make this a better nation. We've got to make the world a better place. That that That's not our primary role. Our primary oh. role as ambassadors of Christ are to get as many people into the kingdom as we can. So when he does come by to pick people up, you know, and that in that scenario, our role would be to get as many people to the door. So when the police come by to get people to safety, we can get as many people as we can. Not yes. to run around and try to fix everything in the chaos, right. but to try to point as many people away from the chaos to safety as possible. Right. And then those people will have more peace while they're waiting, even though we have no idea when the police are going to show up, but we know they're coming I'm more at peace. And I should also be trying to tell more people as well. So uh, right. we need to be focused on our primary responsibility of sharing the gospel um, with people within our circles of influence. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, it it blows my mind too. Talking about sharing and things with the number of people say, "Well, God's going, Lord's going to come back anyways. Why do I have to worry about it?" He's, we're living in those days where He's He's going to show up anytime. I, 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 you know, there's no sense of me telling anybody anything else anymore. And them i say shame on you because we should be telling people about jesus we should be telling them about his return and how um we we need to tell people how miserable it's going to be on earth after jesus after the rapture after all of us are taken out who are christians what it's going to be like and then what hell is going to be like we don't talk about hell we don't talk about you know what happens what's going to happen 
David Jeremiah has a book out right now. It's called, um, I think it's called After the Rapture. Um, yeah, it's called After the Rapture. And he, he goes into some details about what it's going to be like, excuse me, on planet Earth after the rapture. It's not a pretty sight. And um, that's why, why would we want some of our, why would we want our friends and family to go through that? You know? So uh, maybe that's also, I think that's um, not so much after the rapture, but I think that's probably another good topic. I don't think we've done that in a while. The realities of hell, hell being a real yeah. place. Because I hear too many people, even ones who, who say they're Christians, saying that hell is not real. I know there's some discussion on will there be flame, will there be darkness, all this kind of stuff. Um, but the one thing that the Bible doesn't leave any room for, nor does Jesus, is for hell to be a metaphor. Right. He makes it, he goes to great pains to make sure people understand it is a very real place that no one should want to go to of pain and agony. And 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 yet we walk away and say, oh, it's just a metaphor for this, that, and the other. So maybe that's a, a future podcast uh, yeah. we can do. Um, yeah, John, John gives a very good description of it in the book of Revelations. I'm not sure. Is this Revelation 17 or 18 that he talks about hell? And it might be might be 18 or 19. Anyways, he gives a he gives a pretty good description of it. Yeah, there's there's um, quite a few places that make yeah. it crystal clear. Yeah. Hell is a very real place. Um yeah. so I, I, I don't understand the you know the disconnect. Yes. And again, I blame the pulpit because a lot of pastors won't teach on that because not a lot of people want to hear it. Um, right. but our goal is not to you know, our goal is just to teach the truth of God's word, uh, right? The good stuff, the hard stuff, the bad stuff, uh, and 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 what could be deemed the ugly stuff. That there is a very real uh, yeah. consequence um, uh, for our sin and for our uh, separation from God. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the other reason for the rapture. Another reason for the rapture is that the rapture will happen because the Holy Spirit's work will be done on earth. That the church is going to be raptured up. The Holy Spirit is going to be. Paul talks about the restrainer again in First Thessalonians about restrainer has to be gone. Well, the restrainer is the church. More specifically, it's the Holy Spirit within the church. So when we leave, then the Antichrist is allowed to take over and take over the earth, basically. So getting back to your question, we are living in the times. We need to be watching out for certain things. Um, I mean, you, you see hurricanes are more devastating than before. There's more and more earthquakes uh, going on throughout the world. Um, poverty is rampant. Um, the economy is dumped, basically, for lack of a better word. Um, lawlessness is everywhere. You got people robbing people in the middle of the day now. They don't care. 
you know, um, they're getting away with it because nobody wants to prosecute them. Um, there's just so many things that are going on that is ripe for God to send Christ back to say, come, come get your bride. Come get your bride. I'm going to add this, though, because you just made me think, yeah, this, this, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, this is, this is a bad place. Things will be much better once we get to heaven. That's probably another discussion we could, we could do if we're going to talk about hell. We need to talk about heaven. Uh, and there is almost 10 times more information in the Bible about hell than there is about heaven. I mean, there's, because it's more, hey, don't let this, you know, don't, you don't want to end up here, um, but that's definitely a discussion we could have as well. So, any any other thoughts on prophecy and 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 uh... no, other than this is a this is a subject or a topic we need to address frequently. Um, just because there's so much, like I said, there's so much going on in the world. We didn't talk about Russia. We didn't even talk about you know. Um, Iran and what's going on there, Turkey and what's going on there. Um, there's so many things that are going on. And, and the best thing to do is keep our eyes on Israel because Israel is the key to all of this. Um, it's God's people. Israel's God's chosen people, whether we like to admit it or not. That's the whole book of Revelation is written about God getting the attention of his people, of the Jewish people and of Israel, the nation of Israel. That's the biggest reason Revelation is there is to get the attention. That's why the tribulation is going to have to happen is because God has to get their attention. And I think another... Another good book for people to read is uh, the book of Daniel, um, which gives some really good information about prophecies uh, that have already been fulfilled. Uh, I think 74%, 75, 76, it's some weird number because it's not a, even 76% yeah. of the prophecies in the book of Daniel have already been fulfilled with 100% accuracy. Yeah. Which leads us to believe all of the ones that have to do with the end time, which are the remaining ones, uh, that have not been fulfilled, we should expect those to be fulfilled with the same amount of accuracy. So if you want right. to know what to look forward to, what's going to happen, uh, read through the book of, a Dan uh, book of Daniel, read through the book of uh, Zechariah, which has, granted, it's a lot of historical stuff, but then it's, again, God speaking to his people, Israel, and saying, right. hey, Here's what to look forward to. Here's what's going to happen. And he gives so much detail. Uh, it's amazing. And it's one of yeah, that's yeah. one of the problems is a lot of pastors don't teach through the Old Testament. They just right. you know, teach topical stuff, feel good stuff. And I'm not hating on pastors. No. Uh, I am hating on the ones that don't properly teach the word of God, because that's one of the things we're called to do. Yeah. So right. uh, it's kind of like if, if you're a teacher and you're supposed to teach, you know, first grade through high school but you're only teaching them, you're trying to send them out there with only half the education they're supposed to have, you're setting them up for failure. 
Yeah. So if we're only teaching the New Testament, we're not teaching the foundational principles of the Old Testament on which the New Testament is based, which is why the Old Testament is quoted throughout the New Testament. Uh, right. We're setting people up for failure, not giving them the tools and resources uh, to do what God has called them to do. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ezekiel and Isaiah both are good books, Bible books to read too. If you're, you know, uh, Isaiah especially deals with the first coming of Christ and it deals with the second coming of Christ. So it's got the whole whole thing uh, which is really really good i mean it comes down to do you take the bible literally or do we spiritualize the bible and uh, you know if we take it as god's word infallible pure um and by the holy spirit then we have to take it from Genesis to Revelation that way. We can't take and stop somewhere in between. All right. And I think I'm going to go a step further and say it's not just a matter of do you take it literal and which parts are literal and all that stuff, but 100% all true. There are yes. definitely some parts that are more poetic that aren't meant to be taken literally. And I forget the verse. There's a verse I always refer to. I think it's of like the trees clap their hands or something like that. Yeah. Obviously, that's not meant to be taken literally, but it reveals a truth that we should acknowledge and understand. Um, so all of the Bible, 100% from cover to cover is true. So we should look at those prophecies and, and the things that are in it and expect them to be true, especially yeah. since so many have been fulfilled already and proven to be true. So right. yeah, definitely. All right. Well, any 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 final prophetic or prophecy thoughts on prophecy or end times or just be ready. Look up. Our redemption draws nigh. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you to close, and hopefully, the next time uh, that we do this podcast, we'll be talking about uh, some of the book projects that we have coming up. And hopefully some of them that will be available <laughs> for people to purchase uh, by the time we do our next project, or we'll be one step closer to that. Uh, but I'm going to ask you to pray, and then we'll be done. Okay. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you. We can come and discuss and have uh, discussions like this just to enlighten us about, um, about your return. Lord, we look forward to you coming into the sky and calling us home to be with you. And Lord, we know that that could happen even before I say amen, that you could come and and uh, take us to be with you. Hmm. Lord, we just ask that you would help us to prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, prepare those around us to be able to meet you as we are going to meet you in the sky. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.